Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. If this podcast helps you spiritually, will you consider helping us naturally? You can give online or become a monthly partner as we aim to help more ministries and release more content. You can give online today at thelife.cc. Enjoy today's message. Uh, Last week, I shared uh, a topic about sit down and plug in, Uh, just basically sharing about who is at your table. Do you have the right people at your table that's encouraging you? You know, just as we sit down for food and we eat some good food, come on somebody, some fried chicken. Let me get on the health side, baked chicken salad, uh, cucumbers, carrots, yes. Uh, But just as we sit down at a table and food, it feeds us, conversations feeds us. And the conversations, they're uh, they're moving us toward our destiny or moving us away from our destiny. And so what I want to make sure for us as a church that we are making sure we have the right people at our table. And if we have the wrong people at our table, don't ask the people to leave your table. Don't do it that way. Uh, But... (laughs) Uh, but what you do, you just live your life in a way that where they understand, like, man, Robert is, is not the same. You know, Robert is not saying that he is better than me. I just see, like, man, his smile is different. His conversation is different. Even the words that he used to say, you know, uh, even, I never gossip, but I'm just using this. Uh, man, he doesn't gossip anymore. You know, uh, and it's like, How can we make sure we're having the right people at our table so we can go into the plans and destiny that God has for us? We just got back from vacation, and one thing that I did after preaching this sermon, I actually, I said, how can I be more intentional with our children? So Chase is 11 and Kyla is 9. So we were there sitting uh, at the table for breakfast, and I was like, I said, hey, do you realize, because we was at our mentor's Uh, lake house that um, paid for our vacation and and everything. And so it was just like, do you realize we are at this table? Because years ago, as nervous as I was to send an email and ask three questions about leadership, because I stepped out in 2013, you're now experiencing a lake house in 2023 that you didn't even know anything about. So I was like, it matters what you do just like it matters what I do. So I was like, we about to go out here in the lake and have fun, get to swim, and you're about to enjoy this, but you know what? You never had a conversation. So I was like, tell me some things that you like to do. You know, so uh, Chase is like, I like reading, I like drawing. So while he's saying these things, I'm like, how can I get more people at his table that love to read? How can I get more people at his table that love to draw? Because you see, even at a young age, children, they learn a lot. They may not say it, but they'll show it. And you'll be like, wow, when did you uh, learn that? Uh, I never taught you that. You'll be like, "Woo!" But they'll remind you of some things as well. So I know like for us, one of the things we have at the dinner table, no cell phones. So we're there eating. And one day, I pull up my cell phone. Kyla, daddy, 
No cell phones at the table. Okay, you're right. But it's like she's making sure that we're all going in the direction that we have decided as a family. And so with that, I want to share and communicate some ways on how uh, we will go into the community and sit at the community table and the community sitting at our table. And so uh, we've been open now three months. Can you believe it? Three months and two weeks. It's like, woo, come on, Poindexter. Yes. And I know uh, that we have seen uh, new faces. We have seen people from the community come in. And I just want to make sure that you hear it. We're going to continue to communicate it each and every Sunday. But if you're looking for a church home and you're saying, hey, this is a place I would love to get plugged in, uh, we have a next class where you get to hear about Word of Life Church and the values, who we are, what we believe in, and the vision. And that's happening on Sundays at 10 a.m. It will not happen next Sunday because we know, hey, it's 4th of July. But uh, July 9th, uh, we will have that class. And if you want to sign up, you just go to thelife.cc forward slash next, uh, and you will sign up for that class, and we will just get to pour into you and let you know where we're going as a church and how you can be a part of that. And one of the values that I want to share uh, that we believe in as a church is the value go. Everybody say go. 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 With this value, it is real simple. It just simply means Share your faith with someone today. It's not saying take your Bible to work and at uh, lunchtime you open your Bible. Hey, y'all, I know y'all eating, but why are we eating? We're going to read John 3.16. But can you do that? Yes, but it's not saying do that. Basically, what it is saying is, hey, you can share your faith with someone today through a smile, through an encouraging word, through an encouraging text. You know, through a wave, through a hello, you can literally share your faith with someone. So for us as a, a church, for some of you, I'll see some new faces in here. So before we became a campus Poindexter, we have Poindexter Outreach, which is our building right here on the end of Capitol Street, right across from Stewpot. So with this, we uh, connected with different organizations and schools. And we say, hey, we want to partner with you. What's going on? What's happening? So we have some adopted schools and specialty adopter schools. So adopted schools, these are Jackson Public Schools that have projects. And with these projects, like painting, they want to do uh, update, uh, upgrade a teacher's lounge, or they want to put out some flowers, you know, just make a beautiful landscape there, or like teacher appreciation, uh, reward good behavior, things like that, where it's like, hey, we would love for you to partner with us on those things, and we'll sit down, and we'll plan it out by the calendar year. Specialty adopters, like, they could have five projects, and we'll say, out of the five, we'll only do two. So we'll do those things. So I want to go through and name some of the Jackson Public Schools that we have Adopted. Um, they'll put it up on the screens. Uh, I may not go in the order. Well, yeah, I'll go in the order here. So, so Provine High School, uh, which is Coach Washington, he's the men's basketball coach. So specialty adopter, what we've done with them is we've actually uh, gave them money for, uh, it's interesting, some of the guys. I can't go too much into detail, but just their home life. They don't have the support that you think that they would have. And with this support, it's like without exposing literally what's going on there, how can we come in alongside these young men 
and encourage them even while they're playing basketball. Uh, I've gone out there a couple of times and been at their basketball practice and uh, played around with them, but these are some neat young men. And we get the opportunity to provide like food for the students, food for the teachers. Uh, we get also the opportunity just to share the love of God. But Coach Washington, he's a member of Word of Life Highland Colony, but he's gonna bring his basketball team here one Sunday. We'll all know about that. Murrah High School, Coach uh, Foster, she's a member here at Word of Life Poindexter, the girls' basketball team. So what I do there Friday, I go every Friday, uh, encourage the young men, the young women in Mr. Jernigan's class. He's a uh, choir director there at Murrah. So we have adopted the school that were even for us. We did a uh, all-day outreach project where we painted the whole ninth grade uh, wing, upstairs and downstairs. What are we talking about? Go. Go share your faith with someone. So guess what? They left the school year with old paint. Now they come back to school with new paint. And they be like, new paint? Who? Yeah. I adopted church, word of life. They did this. Well, what is that doing? It's just sharing the love of God. And so they'll bring their basketball uh, team here uh, as well one Sunday. Lake Elementary, uh, where we have gone in there as well with uh, teacher appreciation where we come in and we reward like good behavior. Come on, somebody, good behavior. Uh, and just complimenting these young men and young women. And actually, we're going to do something. I'll mention this later on in the slide that we're going to do a project uh, with them as well. But we have another young man that is looking to become a campus contact at uh, Lake Elementary, that where he sits with the principal, find out what's going on, communicate with me, and then as a church, we go out into the community and sit at their table and encourage them and laugh with them and eat lunch with them. And this is how we share the love of Christ in the community. Next, we have Blackburn uh, Middle School, same with teacher appreciation. Uh, they actually want to do some things there with their girls and boys basketball team for them to get encouraged. The coaches is there. Uh, People's Middle School, Principal Welch, she's a member of Word of Life Lakeland. So she just became the principal of People's uh, Middle School. So we're looking there to become an adopter as a church as well. Uh, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, we have Art Jones and his wife, uh, Roz Jones that where they get to go into the schools and uh, share the love of God and they pass out Bibles, they pray uh, to, well, pray for the young men and young women, but also they get the opportunity if they desire to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then it's like, hey, what church do you go to? You don't have a church home? It's okay. Let me give you some options. Everybody like options, right? And so we get to do this uh, as a church. All right, next Then boom. So this is a leader academy that we'll be doing at Callaway High School. Uh, my mentors uh, from Chick-fil-A um, have a curriculum that they do and on leadership. And I wanted to do this uh, with Callaway High School. They asked me last year. I graduated from Callaway. But I was like, I don't want to choose. That's right. Amen. We got an amen on front row. I said, I don't choose Callaway because I graduated from Callaway. I want to do this because this is the place where God is telling me to sit. 
at a table with young men, and their desire is to mentor uh, young men, and we're going to do it through the Chick-fil-A Leader Academy. So not only will they learn leadership skills, but this gives them the opportunity for part-time jobs. This gives them the opportunity in wanting to go to college, that where they can get a scholarship, this gives them the opportunity. If they choose not to go, well, they can get a full-time job like at Chick-fil-A or any other restaurant, but they're learning leadership skills at a young age. And so this is how we get to go and share our faith even through a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Uh, we have John and Vera Mae Perkins uh, Foundation, one of our members here, uh, Rod James. Uh, John and Vera Mae Perkins Foundation, they're just over here uh, to the left, but where uh, he's mentoring young men there, right here in the community. And so we get to partner uh, with them, and we get to encourage these young men, pour into these young men, as well as Center of Social Entrepreneurship, uh, Shantae Crockett. She's a member here at Word of Life Pondex. Have you noticed I'm saying a lot of these members are people of Word of Life? So think about it. We're already in a position to go. It's just informing you all so you get the opportunity to go as well because there's a story that you have that when you share it, it will open their heart. And as it opens their heart, they'll get to see like, man, God has not forgotten about me. That God still loves me and God has a plan for my life. So me, one of the things I love to do is you can see all of these things. Man, I love being out in the community of my home city, Jackson. And so yesterday I was there at uh, CSC, Center of Social Entrepreneurship, and with Dr. Kim and uh, Mr. David. And it's called the Mandela Fellas. It's um, a group of students uh, basically from different cities in Africa. And they're here uh, in Jackson and different projects that they're looking at and ideas that they're bringing to the table uh, about Jackson. And I was like just sitting there for two hours in the back and I was like, man, the wisdom, the understanding, and the heart for them to see not only just life change where they are in Africa, but also too in the city of Jackson that where they would travel. So for the next five weeks, they're gonna be meeting uh, one day uh, each week and I get the opportunity, all I wanna do is just sit. Cause I'm just like, man, these minds, the, the wisdom of God that is on the inside of them. And so guess what, as a church, we get to partner uh, with this. And so we're not just here on Sundays, but we're also in the community Monday through Saturday. So we get the opportunity to go and share um, our faith there. Next slide. So Boys and Girls Club, right across the street, Miss Naomi Jackson, <laughs> member of Word of Life Church. So we have a boys basketball team and we have a boys flag football team. So what are we doing? We're literally sharing our faith with these young men. Rod and, Roz and uh, Art Jones there over at Boys and Girls Club uh, as well with the staff, pouring into the staff. And so we're just connected there as well. His Heart Ministries, which is uh, Calvary Baptist Church for the fall, they're needing tutoring. Uh, so as a church, if you desire to help out with tutoring, that is something that you can help with. Then Habitat for uh, Humanities. We was just there with uh, Faith Build uh, yesterday on 2023 and Dr. Monoghan, she's a member. A word of life, Poindexter. I'm just saying word of life every time I say one of these organizations. But that's just how our heart is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and going into the community. So there yesterday uh, we were 
like painting. Uh, Thursday, they were painting, but we're coming alongside the Blackman family. And we partnered with them along with uh, over about 20 churches to help build a home for them. Well, what are we doing? We're sharing our faith. Uh, One of our uh, members here, Rebecca, she's right here on the front row. So she gets to talk to the homeowner, encourage her and uh, get the opportunity to share the love of God. And so they exchange numbers. And so now they're having conversation. What is that? She's just simply sharing her faith. But it started with a paintbrush. Did you know a paintbrush could be a Bible? All right, I'll move on to the next one. I think that's going to be a message one day. Paintbrush, Bible. Yes. All right, so Global Go Day. I said all of that woo, to let you know on Global Go Day, this is where all of the campuses, Lakeland, Highland Colony, Fundren, and Poindexter, we will all have a project to go to on Saturday, July 29th. You have an opportunity to sign up. This will not be your last time uh, in hearing about it. But for us as a campus, we'll be at Lake Elementary and we will be at Callaway High School. So we'll get the opportunity to go as a campus and share our faith there at Callaway High School. Why am I sharing all of this? This is simply a value that we believe in as a church. Go. Go share your faith with someone today, even through a paintbrush. And as we get the opportunity to go into the community, we're literally sitting at their table. And what I love about this is I'm the guy, I love to pour into children, but hey, I want to see the parents as well. You know, if it's a single mom, a single dad, or dad and mom in the house, it doesn't matter. So one of the things that I'm doing that when um, I go into Callaway High School and those who would like to go with me is not just mentoring the young men. It's bringing the parents alongside as well so we can meet in the middle and together we can walk on this journey that this child has, but also, too, we can help bring the parent up. You know, one of the things I, I enjoy about being in the community, I get to walk the community. There was a parent that I had a conversation with two weeks ago. She said, Pastor Rob, but I'm coming to church. I know you keep inviting me, but I'm coming to church. I'm like, I know, I know. Doors open whenever you ready. She said, but Pastor Robert, you don't understand. You don't understand. I get dressed, but I can't walk out the house. I can't walk out the house. So even in sh- her sharing her story, I have to watch my body language because in this moment, she's being honest. In this moment, she's sharing her story. So in this moment, I don't want to cut her off with my body language. So I'm like, hey, it's, it's okay. Just get dressed the next Sunday and just take a couple more steps further than you did the Sunday before. She's like, but Pastor Robert, you don't understand. I'm like, help me out. Help me understand. She was like, what you don't realize is I don't know what it feels like to be in church. Because as a child, we went to church by listening to the radio in the den. So literally, we got dressed for church, but we sat in the den and listened to the radio. As a child, she's still doing that as an adult right now. So in that moment, what am I doing? I'm going sharing my faith. I'm not telling her, now look here. Not that you can't listen to radio, but did you know we got an online service? You need to upgrade your technology. 
I didn't say that. I just listened. And in that moment, she was like, Pastor Robert, I'm coming. I'm, I promise you I'm coming. I said, I know, I know. But it's in moments like these that we get to share our faith. So I'm at her table. My wife is at her table. And the day will come where she will be inside this campus at our table. She'll get to see your face. She'll get to see you worshiping God. Because guess she's never seen anybody worship God. She's never seen hands lifted up. And she has two children. So I just don't want to pour into the children. I want to pour into the parents as well. Because that's what God He's all about. You know, even in the life of Jesus, uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, they'll pull it up on the screen. I'm going to turn to it in my Bible. As I always say, this will forever be my joke. On your phone, you have a view version app. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe you go to Safari and pull up Matthew 4:19. It's okay. It's a Bible. It's a scripture. Technology. But if you get a text message, just invite them to church. That's all I ask. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. It's something that, that Jesus did. He's speaking to these two brothers. He says something. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Did you know there's someone following you right now? Whether you're doing it intentionally or unintentionally. You're following someone right now, whether you're doing it intentionally or unintentionally. And in this moment, Jesus is saying, come and follow me. I'll make you. You know, we all desire to do something good, to be someone great, correct? But in order to do that, we have to follow the right person that God is telling us to follow. So with this, Jesus is actually he's come to earth and he's saying, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Even for Jesus, he had people at his table. He knew the importance of it. But did you know at your table, there will be a betrayer? There will be a denialist? A person that will deny you? But also, too, there will be a pioneer. So question, how do you handle the betrayer at your table? I can't believe you did this. I told you this and you went and told all my information. How do you handle the betrayer that at one point was faithful to you, but now is not faithful? I don't know if y'all heard of this preacher, Smith Wigglesworth, but if you Google him, You'll get to know who he is. But basically, he's a well-known minister. But before he was a minister, he was a plumber. But his wife was a Christian. So Smith was like, babe, you stay at the church so much, you need to stop going to church. She said, hey, I hear you. I love you, honey. But I'm going to church. So lo and behold, after a couple of conversations, a couple of times it's happening, he's like, hey, you go to church, I'm going to lock you out. Lo and behold, he locked his wife out the house 
Next morning, I see the sister now. What? He locked up. <laughs> Be a last time he locked me out the house. So she's there sitting on the porch. Smith, he opens the door and she falls in and she wakes up. Honey, what do you want for breakfast? Whoa. So she did this time and time and time again. There were pretty much it led him to the Lord. He became a minister. Over thousands of people got healed, got saved. But it was simply because. Even in the midst of what was happening in her life, she didn't allow that situation to affect the relationship of the one who she knew that loved her, of the one she knew that would deliver her even out of this situation, and the one who would restore the situation. Jesus, how did he handle, how did he handle his betrayer? Even after he knew Judas, even after he told Judas, you're going to betray me, he sat down and he ate. He had food. Even Jesus on the cross, people laughing at him. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I'm like, wait a minute, Jesus. <laughs> wait a minute, Jesus. They know good and well what they're doing, brother. What you mean they don't, they don't know what they're doing? They're literally influenced not by God but by Satan himself. And so he's like, even in this moment, I still have to show my love toward them. So Jesus, in his moment with Judas at the table, he's still showing his love for Judas. Do not allow the betrayer to stop you from fulfilling the plan of God that he has for your life. Because the betrayer is just another sign that you're on the right road and the right path that where God is taking you. So just let that be an encouragement to you. Now, does it hurt? Yes. Been there. But you have to realize there's a destiny and a plan that God has for my life. Short story, I remember my wife when she was working in corporate America. And there it was this uh, young lady. And it got to the point, you all, that where Kim was like, I don't want to go to work. Let me break it down a little bit more. Tears rolling down her face. I don't want to go to work. Now, one thing about my wife, is she crying, y'all? And you the person? You don't want to be in front of that face. Because in that moment, she's upset, she's hurt. And so I'm like, you don't want to go to work. I'm like, babe, we got bills. We got to have lunch. We got to have dinner. But in this moment, I'm listening because right now she's letting me know there's a betrayer. It goes back. Don't allow the betrayer to stop you from the destiny that God has for your life. So she's sharing this. She's sharing this. And then she gets to the point, babe, look, I just want to talk. Don't try to sob it for me. Just listen. Because me, I love solution. I love to be solution guy. I'm solution guy. It's like, just listen. Just listen. I was like, okay, babe, let me listen. So I listened. Then I got it. I said, oh, I see what it is. I said, babe, you know what? It's not you. What you mean it's not me? I said, you're not the problem. I said, could it be that she's experiencing something at her house 
And now she brings that inside the job. But you're the closest person to her. And you're getting all of the. I guess you could say beef or, you know, hurt, pain. I said, babe, this is what we're going to do. I want you to pray for pray for what? Ain't nobody praying for her. You know, we say that sometimes. It's Chris, man, ain't nobody praying for her. He ain't praying for him. He know exactly what he's doing. Shoot. <laughs> so after she calmed down, she said, okay, okay. You right, you right, babe, you right. So we start praying, ending the story. It took some weeks, but that's the thing. Plant the seed. God will water. He'll produce the harvest. He'll bring the increase. So lo and behold, this young lady starts sharing what she's experiencing, what's happening. Things that's happening on the phone while she's on the way to work. And she brings all of that inside the job. But Kim is able to minister to her. Kim is able to sit at her table. And now out of Kim sitting at her table, not condemning, not judging, Kim is able to show the love of God to her. That where now the relationship, when, they, when Kim was at that job, it turned around for the better. That even the people were like, did you see so-and-so today? Ooh, she nice. She smiled. She spoke. She sat at her table. She just shared her faith with her coworker those days. And so, even as we realize that Jesus had people at his table, he saw their potential. Do you see the potential of the people that are at your table? Or do you want people to only focus on your potential to get you where you want to be? It's two ways. We pour in and they pour into us. And we're all pouring out together. You see, Jesus knew that he had to empower people. He knew that he would only be on the earth for so long, so he had to empower. He had to deposit himself into people, leadership skills. He had to encourage them. And so because of Jesus coming to the earth and allowing us to come to his table, we'll be taking communion in a minute. We get the opportunity to come to his table. Because, see, none of us were on earth when Jesus was here. But the decisions that he made... It's impacting our lives today. So even on what is called the day of of Pentecost, where basically Jesus dies, uh, he rises again, he forgives Peter. But on the day of Pentecost, Peter is standing up. It's it's a couple of people coming to where they hear uh, people praying in a heavenly language. And it's like, man, they got to be drunk. Boy, they got Peter like, no, they're not drunk. Y'all, it's too early in the morning. They're not drunk. And so Peter begins to speak the word of God. And out of this, over 3,000 people are added to the church that day. But it was because Peter was at the table before getting empowered. Now Jesus is not here. Peter is empowering people. They get added to the church. And so now my family, dad and mom, they're on the front row. We hear about Christ. 
Well, we come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, we come to Word of Life Church. We were at other churches before, but now we're at Word of Life and we're hearing about the Word of Truth, the Word of Life. Then my family, Kim and I, and it's like, wow. Then now a Poindexter campus. So you think about, you all are literally in this place because there were people before you that were at a table. And now you get to experience the table that they were at. So we became members August 1992 at Word of Life on Highway 18. So we've been sitting at the table, born and raised up pretty much my youth life and Word of Life. So then I come on staff 2006, October 16, 2006, operations manager. I call it professional term for janitor. Hired as a janitor, baby. Cleaning toilets, mopping floors, picking up trash outside the building, make sure the landscape was good, the flowers were good. You know, if there were dead branches, I'd make sure, hey, those branches were cut. If it was gum on the carpet, getting the gum up. Man, the baby section. I couldn't stand the baby section. Because in that baby section, boy, I tell you, you had spilled milk, you had throw up, you had, but I had to clean it. But I began to love them babies. Because I said, one day they're going, man, man, they're doing it now, but then they're going to be saying Jesus in a minute. <laughs> so I'm cleaning the baby section, I'm vacuuming, and it's just like, you know, I'm painting the walls. But I'm sitting at a table and I'm getting what? Developed. I'm getting empowered. I can remember my first time uh, coming out here with uh, Pastor Tommy, 2011. We was walking Battlefield Park, and that's when we would go and knock on doors. We had Krispy Kreme donuts. And me, I was the guy, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the security guy. I'm going to be the protector. I'm going to be in the back. You know, I'm going to watch everybody. You know, y'all go on, and I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking to the right, and I'm going to be looking to the left. Make sure everything's good. I'm going to let y'all witness. I'm going to let y'all pray. I'm going to let y'all do everything. I'm going to be in the back. So one day, I didn't know Pastor Thomas, uh, Tommy was noticing me. And so, lo and behold, he's like, hey, Robert, why don't you come up here to this house and, uh, you know, just ask him if there's anything you can pray with him about. I'm like, y'all going to be right here, right? At the doorstep, y'all going to be right here, right? It's like, yeah, we're going to be right there. So I go up and I do a little fake, you know, to see, make sure they don't move. So they didn't move, so I knock. They open the door. I'm like, hey, we're here from work. I'm like, no, y'all didn't. <laughs> they outside the gate. I'm the only one at the door. Hear from Word of Life, you know, we have some Krispy Kreme, you know, like donuts, but hey, we just want to come and just let you know we love you, anything that we can pray with you about. I'm getting power. I'm, I'm getting poured into. I'm at a table. I'm going and sharing my faith. And so now we're here, fast forward, as a campus because of the opportunity, not just me sitting at the table, but many of you sitting at the table. And so what I love about this at the table we get to go into community during the week to share our faith at all the schools, at all the organizations. But then on Sunday, guess what? We get to tell them to come to our table. So guess what? As we go, people are going to what? Come. But look around you. Where would they come? In a space beside you? It's okay. We figured it out. So what we're going to have to do to make room, to make space, we're going to have to add another service, y'all. Yes, yes. Come on, God. Come on, Jesus. 
So we're going to have to add a service. So with adding the second service, we, we're not adding it next Sunday, y'all. Uh, but we're looking at adding the service on Sunday, August 13th. Now, Sunday, August 13th is our invite weekend. This is where we get the opportunity to invite people to come to church. We can do it beforehand, but we know when we invite them, they're going to come. And so we're going to be inviting them to that second service because it's like we know if they come to the 10 o'clock, man, it's going to be packed. Won't have nowhere to sit. We'll be sitting on top of each other. Lap. You know, and it's like, yeah, we can't do that. And so with that, because of us literally going and sharing our faith, people are going to come. Because they're experiencing the love of God in their schools. They're experiencing the love of God in the organizations that we partner with, that we're sharing our faith. They're going to come to church on Sunday. But as they come, they get to see your face. This is what I love about it. This is what I love about it. They get to see your face because when they see your face, you'll get to share a story that I'll never get to share. You'll get to share a testimony I'll never get to share. Because guess what? God has moved in your life totally different from my life. And when they hear your story, they're going to like, oh, woo, if God did that for you, Lord Jesus, I know he can help me out because I need help. I need encouragement. And so on July 9th, we'll get the opportunity to pass out information and you get to pick what service that you would like to attend, but also to where you would like to serve. And this is where I would end. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, but he also came to serve. There's something in you that only you can produce. Everybody raise your hand. You can put your hand back down. Out of all the hands that went up, none of us, none of us have the same fingerprint. All created by God with a purpose and a plan and a design to impact and pour into men, women, and even children. And so as we bring people to our table, as we bring people to our table with the next service, as we bring people to our table that's on a serve team with us, be it usher in parking, be it greeter, be it working in little life, kids life, nursery, preschool. They get to see your face. They get to look at your eyes. And they get to hear your voice. All of our voices are different. And when they hear your voice, it's another way of bringing God into their life. And so as we get ready to take uh, communion, if you don't have a communion element in your hand, just raise your hand. What this is just simply saying is, Jesus, you told me to do this in remembrance of you and so my question is will you keep Jesus at your table because life was never meant to be lived without a savior without a lord and in taking communion it's just reminding us that as I sit at this table with you Jesus I know that everything that concerns me, you're going to take care of it. But at the same time, I get to pour into people because someone was discouraged just like me. Someone was lonely just like me. 
Someone was sad just like me. Someone wanted to give up just like me. But because I'm at the table with you, it's not saying everything is perfect. But I know I can come to you. And I know you would not give up on me. So my question to you today is, will you keep Jesus at your table? Or do you even have Jesus at your table? You've heard about Jesus. You know that Jesus loves you, but have you ever accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior? Worship team, y'all can come on up. Eyes closed, head bowed. That question, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior? Did you know or do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that God has a plan for you? Regardless of where your life is now, God is saying he desires to do so much more. And maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, hey, I've been trying to do things all by myself. And I want to pause for a moment and ask Jesus to come into my heart. I want to pause for a moment and say, Jesus, I need you. I want you. And so if that's you this morning, just one thing I'm going to ask you to do is just simply raise your hand. And this is just you saying, Jesus, I want you to come into my life to be my Lord and to be my Savior. If that's you this morning, just simply lift up your hand. All right, I see one hand. Anybody else? I pause. That's what Jesus did. He paused. He didn't rush this moment because he knew eternity mattered. Life has many choices, but eternity only has two. I see another hand. Thank you for that. So everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus for me. Thank you for allowing me to come sit at the table with you. Jesus, I'm so glad you died for me. God, I'm so glad you love me that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I thank you for forgiving me. Jesus, Will you come into my heart? Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And from this day forward, I will live for you. Thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen.